Hi, and welcome back to Fourth Speaker. You're here with your hosts. I'm Emma Tang, and with me is our co-host, David Trung. So today we're at the lovely Western Sydney Parklands. It's a wonderful, beautiful, sunny Friday morning. Congrats again to our students and our teachers who are listening for making it through the first week of school. This week's episode is called The Mutations of FOMO. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because we've had a lot of kids talk about FOMO, right? We've had a lot of kids talk about how they're feeling left out at school, they're feeling left out on online, and we wanted just to talk a little bit about how we believe FOMO has changed. It's really mutated like this malignant Mm. cancer, you know, especially with social media. Now, before we get into that, let's talk about FOMO. What is FOMO and what does it look like, David, to you? Mm. So, let's start off with what it stands for. Mm. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. It's not some sort of dish. It's quite a funny acronym. Fear of missing out. (laughs) Clap it. Um, For me, particularly, I think FOMO looks like you're on your bed at night. And you're scrolling through your phone and you just have that feeling of, fuck, I wish I was not here right now. Mm. I, I think that it's, it's that visceral moment of where you're, you're lying in bed and you just feel as if there is somewhere else you could be. But there's this daunting feeling on you that you're not actually participating in anything or any mm. kind of real thing that's happening in the world. Mm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It, uh, look, it feels like that for me too. But I think... The key point that's different for me is that it's somewhere else I could be, mm. and then this on top of being somewhere else, it's also posting about it as well. Right. It's being like, I'm somewhere, but now you also know I'm somewhere, and oh. I'm better than you because I'm here and you're like in bed or like, you know, just right. messing around doing nothing. Right, right. Yeah. Now, just a quick disclaimer I am a social hermit. <laughs> I have, I think I have like 40 followers on Instagram. <laughs> I have one post. Um, one actual post that David actually made me post, right? I didn't have Instagram before starting the business. Yeah. I've got one post and literally all my tag photos are pictures of David <laughs> or pictures of Fokai or pictures of David at Fokai. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, actually. Let's, let's disclaimer this. Yeah, so, so this let's is, disclaimer it first. This is a big topic and we should very much disclaimer the fact that, yes, Emma is a social media recluse. Yep. I am very much... Social media is my first language. Mm. I'm actually trilingual. Okay, all right, David. Um, yeah, Instagram is my first language, followed by the rest of them. So I live my life online. I <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where David is, <laughs> even if he doesn't say anything. I've got about twelve thousand followers on Instagram. Shut! No, no you don't. don't. I've got about two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so yes, um, that's that's a disclaimer. But yes, yeah, so um, for me though, back to the question, I think FOMO it looks like it's that it's that sense of dread that you feel when you see other people going out with their friends. Mm. When people are traveling the world, when people are eating out at the finest restaurants or when people have purchased a new home or a new car. Mm. I think it's just that yeah. feeling of, let's see if I'm right here. I think it's that feeling of feeling as if you're inadequate yep. for whatever reason it may yep. be yep. that I think truly defines FOMO. Yep. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah. And what does I, it look like for you though? Like, I, I know you said before, like, you know, you, you are a social recluse, yep. but what does it look like for you and there? Obviously, with you know, given your 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 relationship with social media, mm. you live far more present in the real world. What does it look like for you, though? I mean, look, it's the same. You know, mm. despite like not you know being active on social media, I still will 
peruse through people's posts, mm. right? And I think especially... Silently for, scrolling. Yes, exactly. Silently scrolling, silently stalking, finding yeah. out who's, you know, with who, yeah. who's bought what, who mm. hasn't had a baby, that sort of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, FOMO, I feel like, is exactly the same for me. Mm. And I feel like because I'm not on Instagram and Facebook so much, yeah. when I get on, I'm just, like, flooded with all these images and I feel like I feel it more. Right. It's, it's like a drug, you know. You're not, you don't take it regularly, but yeah. when you do, it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Punch in the face. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like FOMO is exactly that. All right. Let's start off with the next question. So thinking back to your time in high school, what was the most visceral experience you've had with FOMO, Emma? So I went to an all-girls high school. Yeah. Um, what school did you go to? I went to Stratford Girls. Oh, it was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, it was a lovely experience, and I had a great time there. I was, like, I was prefect. I was captain of the badminton club. I yeah. was a pretty good student. You know, I did all the right things mm-hmm. as far as high school went, and I think that's also quite similar for you. We were quite, like, good, yeah, straight-A, yeah, nerdy students. Yeah who were popular with, like, a very particular group of people yeah. and not so much with, like, the popular kids who would go out partying and drinking mm. and that sort of stuff. Mm. So, for me, so, quick disclaimer, folks, I didn't get Facebook until year 11. I Before that, I lived my life completely offline. I think up until the, the age of, I think, 14 or 15, mm. we still had dial-up internet at home. Yes. We got, yes, we got yes, yes. yeah, we had, I like, that. I had to purchase, like, $30. Yeah. And you had to, like, disconnect the phone and then wait to connect to the internet. So I really, like, MSN, uh, Facebook, all of that was completely new to me. Mm. Hold um, on, real quick. When when did you graduate high school? Again? I graduated in 2013. 2013. Yeah, okay. I graduated a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah, so I did not have, I think, a, a childhood kind of... In, on yeah, social media. On social media, on right. N- okay. Not in the same way that I feel like a lot of our students have now. Yeah. So for you then, what did it look like when you were back in high school? I mean, it's it's like for me in high school, FOMO is always just people talking about the parties or whatever that they went to on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I was at work or yeah. I was studying, right? Yeah. And like, especially like all the popular kids, yeah. I st- like my most visceral memory is formal. Right. The night of formal. Obviously, everyone gets dressed up to the nines and blah, 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 right? And then the day after, there were pictures that came up of, like, all these people who went to, like, a massive after party. Mm. You know, classic. They book out, like, a couple rooms in Meriton and, you know, they bring some stuff. They bring boys and blah, 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 the whole thing. But I was at work, right? right? And that was, like, the most punch in my gut FOMO feeling. And I still remember it today. Even as a raging lesbian, it still Uh, got to you. exactly. And it's, like, I felt so... I felt so empty and it wasn't even like the photos on Facebook or whatever. It was like everyone talking about it and being like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so and And Mm. they did that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, no, I was at work. Right. Yeah. What about you, David? What's your earliest high school visceral memory? Earliest? Yeah. Well, look, disclaimer, I went to um, a school in southwestern Sydney. I went to James Busby High School. Not a top, top school. Everyone gets confused. I went to James and they're like, James Roos? I'm like, no, Busby. Um, <laughs> but look, I'm proud of that. I graduated in 2014, so one year after. All right, okay, thank but you. But very much, very much, our experience is like very similar. But that being said, I think I had Facebook U8, so mm. you're looking at 2010. Mm. Um, but it's very much changed over the years. You know, I, I've I've definitely seen that Facebook has been used very differently to what it was originally used oh, yeah. back when it launched. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a bit about that later, but my most visceral experience, I didn't sit on Facebook mostly. It was, it was funnily enough, it was actually an in-person event. Mm. Um, it was in school 
I can't name names because, you know, there's, <laughs> I'm going to get sued. No, it was an in-school event and there was a case of where I think a student had a birthday. Oh. And... Were you invited? N- look, I wasn't invited. <laughs> look. Oh, I, poor thing. In hindsight. I'll invite you to my birthday party. <laughs> thank you, thank No, you. I won't. <laughs> But in hindsight, it would look, it's it's quite funny now, but yeah. definitely in the moment when you're a high school student, you do feel the full brunt of it. Mm. Um, but the funny thing was, is that we were all part of like, at my school, what we had was like what we called a shelter. Okay. There were probably six shelters at this, oh, okay. this school. Yeah. And like, you know, we had a little clique, yeah. right? Everyone from the same kind of demographic would hang around in the same Shelter, shelter area, yeah. yeah. Shelter area, and you know, at that stage, I think it was tenth grade, and you'd think everyone was quite you know, well acquainted with each other. Yeah. Um, but there was this one birthday party that I was not invited to. Mm. Me and two other friends, and we just felt so extremely hurt by that. Mm. Um, but funnily enough, it also it relates back to social media because at that time, I think the party itself was coordinated on Facebook. Oh. Mm. And you were on Facebook at the time? Yeah, I was on Facebook at the Did time. Did you get the invite? No, not at all. No, oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that's what I wanted to lead into is that, you know, Facebook, I think it was around the year 2012, was definitely starting to turn into something a bit yeah. more yeah. of a tool. Yeah. Uh, less of a, a mechanism in which people can really connect. It was also a way in which people could disconnect. Yeah. And to, not just with, you know, other people, but like, I think to purposely disconnect those in which they didn't want to connect with yeah exactly but that was my most visceral experience now i want to ask you emma like as an adult then mm. what was your most recent experience with fomo well my most recent experience with fomo mm. as an adult is actually really similar to the experience that i feel like i had in high school right and i feel like a lot of it comes down to the fact that i am like just a bit of a social still. recluse yeah right. still okay. right like, I came late to the game. I didn't get Insta... Like, I still, to this day, don't know how to use Instagram. Right. So, would you say that social media has played a big role in the way that you have that relationship with FOMO? I think so. Right. I think so. Okay. But, yeah, what the latest moment that I felt FOMO is often because of you, David, because <laughs> David lives his life out loud. Like, I, I legitimately know where David is every single day. Mm-hmm. Because he will post something or he'll say something. You know, if I wanted to get kidnapped, oh I know God. it's so easy, that David. Be, you should really. <laughs> that would be the end of me. It would. It would be the end of you. Right. But like, often the FOMO comes from seeing people who are more active on social media. Mm. Mainly, obviously, my business partner David, right? Mm. And I feel like as my business partner, like people will conflate us because mm. we're business partners. It's literally, it's like you we're are literally fifty fifty yeah, people partners. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel a lot of FOMO around you. Mm. When you post at Fokai, or like, and the most recent example of that is we launched our website last week. Yes. Right. So go check it out. That's just a, a gentle plug, right? Go check out our website. Not even gentle. Go check yeah, it out right now. Not even gentle. <laughs> and you had messaged me and you told me that the website was up, but I was in the middle of having like an allergic reaction. I had hives all over my face and I had a bleeding nose. Oh, yes, yes, right? yes. And I I was just so, I was not feeling well, uh. right? Now, obviously I have 60 followers, like mm. 40 of which are our students anyway. Right. Um, so it's like they would have already been exposed to the, the media posts that you put up, like kind of telling people to go check out our, our, our website. Right. But I felt real FOMO then because I had felt like I had let this partnership down because you had said, hey, look, we've got a, a website now. Mm. And I was too sick to post. 
Right. And I felt, I f- like, literally, I feel like my allergic reaction got worse because of that. Because right. I was like, oh, my God. So you started blaming the hive. You're like, yeah. screw these hives. <laughs> yeah, screw these hives. Screw, screw David. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my most recent experience of right. FOMO. What about you? You see, with me, I experience FOMO so often. <laughs> that I don't remember oh. my a most visceral one. I'm not joking with you. I think because I've experienced it so often, especially on social media, mm. not so much in person, mm. because let's be honest, I think the um the experiences that you have in real life, they're quite fleeting in the sense that they, they happen once and you know that it can never happen again because, you know, coincidence, fate, those are all very much real things that mm. happen in the real world. You're not, you're not ever going to, say, for example, you know, see someone again. And so if you see someone, for example, with a certain bag you like or talk about a certain topic you like, you know that that's a topic or a situation you might not ever come across again. But yeah. because on social media, the workflows, the operations are quite similar yeah. every single day in and day out. You yeah. know for sure there's an aspect of, you know, repetition behind them. Yeah. And so that's why I think I can't necessarily remember a visceral time. But gun to head, I recently... Oh. Oh, God, don't say Okay. It. Say it. Just say it. Okay. Well, look, it's still the same kind of experience as mm. I back, had back in high school. It's just, like, kind of elevated to a new mm. level, right? You definitely see um, people going out to eat every single week mm. top end restaurants mm, yes that's my new thing because i love eating out yeah, right you do. and it's not necessarily yeah, a bad it's, sense it's not but like you love eating out and then you love posting about it too yes i right? love I, it. I have to not eat because <laughs> i know david will get upset at me if i stick my spoon in there first really <laughs> yeah like i there's this whole thing now that when i'm out with david or with david and his friends i can't bite into my food until they've gotten their shot and until we've done like our little boomerang with our drinks yeah. like it's just a thing now i love eating out and i think look not just eating out but actually the, the social interaction behind yes. it so now it's getting a bit more complicated right yeah um so yeah no my most visceral last, last night i was literally online and i saw someone had like they were like i ordered uh three burratas and i was like ah oh my god here <laughs> i am at fucking home having migurang with eggs and i'm like shit but no, like, the, these most visceral ones, as I said, I can't think at the top of my head, like, mm. what's what would be considered, you know, impactful. But definitely, I think it just means a lot in the sense that, because I feel it so often, mm. I can't remember. It's it. just, you're just completely numb to it Yeah, now. I'm so numb to it. Interesting. No, 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 hold on. I'm not numb to it. Right. Because in the moment, you feel it. Right. But the feeling of, like, you know, shit, I'm getting FOMO, it lasts yeah. far, far less right. longer than your one. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel it. I, I feel like I still feel it sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like caffeine, right? Like yeah. The more you drink coffee, the less you feel it. Yeah. The duration, you know, it dies off. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's just what's happened. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I have I have a question. Have I ever made you feel FOMO? Like anything that I've done, either online or offline? Having a partner? <laughs> maybe, David maybe. is single. I'm so single it hurts. Guys, if you know anyone who's like, no, you know. Oh, okay, no, all right, okay. No, I'm not about that. Yeah, but, uh, just hit us up on Instagram. In terms, of, in terms of feeling FOMO from you, definitely not on social media. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, whilst we sit here and we say that, you know, social media numbers, they don't matter, rah, 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 yeah. they do matter at the same time. Yeah, they do. Because <laughs> they, you know, they, how do I get it? I think those numbers and the quantity that you see, they do get to some sort of aspect of yeah. you know, your humanity, right? Yeah. Okay, so this brings us to the next question. Emma, 
Do you think that there's ever going to be a way for us as a human species to escape FOMO? That's a tough question. Mm. And it's like you said, it's a big question for a Friday afternoon, morning. And this is coming from someone who's like a complete social recluse. I'm like, like I like to style myself as someone who's like really eclectic, <laughs> exists online. I think like my Instagram bio is now like, don't get mad at the lettuce or something. Like it's just something really stupid, right? Um, you play the I don't care yeah, game, you pl- right? I play the I don't care game, but in actuality, I do care, right? <laughs> I, I do care deeply, right? And see, I think me rejecting like Instagram, mm. Facebook, blah, 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 is also a way of me to like go against FOMO. Mm. It's like it's like a weird cognitive dissonance. It's like I don't care, but actually, actually I do. Right. So I don't think, and again, coming from a, from a social recluse, we can ever escape FOMO mm. because if, you know, you don't feel FOMO online on social media, you're going to feel FOMO when you talk to your friends. If they're like, you know, I got married, I have a baby, I bought a mm. house, blah, blah, blah. I think it's very much part of the human condition to feel all the great things, you know, love, admiration, respect, persistence. But also we feel the full range of like negative emotions, um, especially like things like jealousy and envy and resentment that come from hearing other people's stories and being like, I wish Mm. I had that. And I think one comment I really wanted to make at the beginning of this episode is that FOMO has really changed. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, no one was expected to have social media. It was kind of like a, oh, if you had a call, if you didn't, mm. not, big, not a big deal. But and nor was it being used yeah. in the malicious ways, in the cunning and cu- the, the curated ways that it is yeah. now. Yeah, right? absolutely. Mm. Like now it's like a full, it's a full on profession. Like we have influencers. Right. These jobs are literally to be on Instagram and Facebook. Right, right. To influence people to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. So I don't think that there's a way to escape FOMO, mm. especially now. What about mm. you, Dave? What do you think about this? As someone who lives his life out and loud online. It. Yeah. Whose look, first language is Instagram. Look, I, I don't believe, well and truly, I don't believe that you can escape FOMO. Like, look, you can try and delete social media you can get off those social media platforms but let's be realistic we are moving closer and closer to a world that's more digitally connected Mm. inherently i think fomo is just part of that wide fabric yeah you can't cut it out it's just it's the it's the off cuts of it and i think the key to handling fomo embrace it Mm. i've come to learn to embrace fomo don't get me wrong there'll be days where i'm like Full hammering Jomo, yep. joy of missing out. Oh yeah, I've seen so many of those like really asshole Instagram yeah. posts where you're like hashtag Jomo. Right, right. Look, I'm guilty of that one yeah, you are. here and there, but like I really, I've come to embrace FOMO. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't get FOMO. Mm. Am I safe in saying that? So you think FOMO is like a, a good thing? In some sense, yes. Yeah. I think for me personally, I've been able to really carry out ambitious goals. <laughs> you too. Look, yeah, but like other people yeah. as well. Yeah. And thanks to FOMO, because mm. I think there is this window of transparency into the lives of other people. Mm. Is it transparent though? It's not. It's, it's not. transparent, it's, but yeah. it's very narrow. Yeah. Right. And I it's, think it's very curated. The you curation, have to be able to read yeah. It. Transparency, yeah. but nonetheless curated. I think has worked together very well to motivate people to become versions of themselves that they wouldn't have otherwise created or achieved yeah. had they not had that sense of FOMO. So you're saying that FOCI would not would have not existed if you didn't have Instagram or social media. Do you think do you think that's true? Oh, you know what? 
I don't think you'd be far from it. Really? Yeah. You don't think, because for me, right, like a big part, and this is something that I'm trying to work through as mm. well, is I'm trying not to draw so much inspiration from my spite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look, that's, look, that's another like, conversation yeah, that's another for another day. <laughs> so, but like, like what I'm hearing from you right now is that mm. you're conflating the fear of missing out mm. on social media to how spite and I guess showing other people that you can when they've said you can't, mm. like you're conflating the two. You're saying that they're the same. Mm. There's an aspect of, you know, conflating my sense of spite and wanting to achieve things when people have told me that I can't mm. to the establishment of Fokai. Mm -hmm. But definitely it's also come to my attention that because I'm seeing what other people are achieving out mm. there, not only is it I'm trying to create out of spite, but I'm also feeling inspired mm, to yes. want the same. Yes. The I want the freedom, the financial freedom, yeah. the you know, the educational, intellectual freedom that people out there have and I want that for myself as yeah. well. And I think because I I was able to see into like a crystal ball almost mm -hmm. as to what could be achieved, mm -hmm. I felt well within my rights to create something of my own with you. Like and mm. I feel like definitely if if I didn't have social media and Instagram and all that, I don't think folk high education would be here today. Really? That's just me personally. And I think, okay. look, whilst on the one hand it can sound problematic because, you know, we should be doing it for the kids and rah, rah, rah. We and have, we do. We, we do. do yeah. Obviously, we do yeah. it for the kids. We work. We bend over backwards for yeah, these kids. You don't oh even gosh. understand. Didn't you just pick up students Yeah, the yeah, other let's, day? yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> you picked up a student at 3am the other day because yeah, you had did. a breakup. Yeah. Um, we're not going to name his name. We love you, yeah. student. Yes, um, we but, love you. Yeah, You're no, a dum-dum. <laughs> but no, definitely, I think... If we were doing things purely for the kids, we would just have been teachers in a government school that, system. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But because, let's be honest, we've let FOMO get the best of us, mm. we've now inherently created something in response to that where we can do more for our students if we were than if we were just the government yeah. school teachers. Yeah. And that's not that's not a dig at government school no, teachers. No, not at all. If there we, weren't we any love you and we, we need teachers. You. Yeah, we absolutely do. Teachers are back are the backbone of society. Yes. But we work in a very different capacity yeah. with our students. And I think, you know, we, we should definitely feel comfortable in saying that FOMO has gotten the better of us. Mm. I can say that for me. Um and it's been it's played a massive role in, you know, where I am today and mm. the creation of Fokai. And it will continue to play a massive role to where Fokai will go in the future. Yeah. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. I've just embraced it, as I said. And that's why <laughs> for the students listening out there, I always say it, don't get caught up in the wrong kind of FOMO. Yep. Because there is definitely the wrong kind of yep. FOMO. Seeing an, a, a student, a fellow P wear an Hermes belt, the oh, formal, yeah, here we go. is not the right kind of FOMO to get yeah. into. Seeing the FOMO, for example, seeing someone create something amazing out there with, say, a business, a relationship with someone, um, a friendship, mm. you know, desires to travel the world. I think that's the right kind of FOMO to get into because they build you towards better being a better human being. Interesting. Interesting take. Right. I, I don't, I, I really don't see it like that, but I can mm. respect that. I can respect that. Look at that. Yeah. Perspective. Hashtag perspective. perspective. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Well, that was <laughs> one way to yeah. finish up a Friday, you know, midday talk. By the way, we spent so long trying to record that episode because of these bloody birds and all these people running around with their active wear. I feel so guilty right now. So here with my dirty chai. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you again for joining us. We 
really appreciate you guys coming and listening to this episode with us. We <laughs> are just two art students. We're trying to get our voices out there and yeah. we're trying to help add more perspective. Oh, uh, hashtag perspective. Anton Ego, isn't he our, our, yeah. our role model, isn't uh-huh. he? All right. Well, thank you for joining again. We'll catch you next time. But as we always say, bye. bye.